Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Um, our theme for the month is, is greater. Because there is a greater God out there, you know. There are many other people, many other places, many other uh, power places, as I call them, you know, kingdoms out there that want to assert themselves as great. But God is greater than them all. And that also makes us great because the Bible says greater is he who is in us than the one who is in the world. So it does not matter, you know, what are you going to experience or encounter or become for that matter in this life. But God is always going to be greater. And most interestingly, God has called us to proclaim, to proclaim his greatness everywhere we go, everywhere he, he sends us. And we started off with our first message and we said God is greater than Come on, class. God is greater than people. And the second week, we said God is greater than is greater than kingdoms. And today, we are going to be looking at the subject, God is greater than works. I wanted to say greater works, but I kind of realized how God is smart with this theme, that no matter what sphere of greatness we are talking about, God wants us to emphasize the fact that he is going to be greater. <laughs> because even when he makes you great in that space, but he must always be perceived as greater. So he's greater than anything that anyone can ever produce. Anything that anyone can ever do or achieve in life, God is always going to be greater. Turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter number 11, and I'm going to focus on verse number 32. Verse number 32. The Bible says, Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. <laughs> flattery. I always tell them, uh, 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 you know, in Dalmas that there's nothing as dangerous as flattery in the body of Christ. Christians don't know how to tell you the truth. They'll tell you you are good even when you are horrible. How did I do? Oh, wow, the Lord used you. Even when you messed up, you know, churches... Very, it's a very nice environment, which is very dangerous sometimes. Sometimes I need people who are going to tell me the truth. Like another man, when during my early days of preaching, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to tell you exactly the words he used. So early days of preaching, so I was part of another organization called Heavenly Youth Christian Movement. So I was part of the preachers there. So in one of our revivals, I preach. And after I preach, he meets me outside and he says, Jacob, why are you shumaili nonsense, Ganga? I'm not going to tell you the exact word that he used. I'm just saying nonsense because we are a church. 
which is not preferred. And he told me to my face. And out of love, with a smile, just telling me that, you know what, you, you spoke, but a whole lot of garbage. Uh, he did not use garbage. There's another word that he used. And funny enough, I was never offended. I just appreciated his sincerity. And it challenged me that next time when I prepare, <laughs> I'm going to think twice. But it tortured me for the next couple of months because I always had that voice. Each time I'm preparing, I'm hearing that voice, you know. But, and we grew up to be great friends. You know, he, was, he started a church um, a couple of months ago and he invited me to come and speak to his volunteers at church. Uh, and this time around, I was not preaching the toot that he said I was preaching. <laughs> but then it says, but the people who know they are God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And that is what God wants us to do, to carry out great exploits. But, but, but here what it says in the easy English translation, it says the king will say that some people are good. <laughs> The, the, the king will say that some people are good. Those are the people who do not obey God. It's the easy English translation. So in other words, it simply says, you know, it says, the king will say that some people are good, but those are the people who do not obey God. I'm like, but, they are good. I says, those are the people who do not obey God, but those who know they are God will be strong. In this translation, it says, and they will work. Because Paul said, he who does not work will not eat. But if you couple the two translations, you get the sense that the king will say, these people are good, but these are the ones who do not obey God. But those who know they are God shall do great exploits. So there's good and then there's great. I'm not sure if you are aware of the book titled From Good to Great. I will, I'm going to encourage you to get it, read it. But if you're not ready to be challenged, to change, don't read it. It's a very painful book. I'm just going to read you one of the quotes from that book. It was written by a man called Jim Collins. And he says, good is the enemy of great. And that is one of the key reasons why we have so little that become great. We don't have great schools, principally because we have good schools. He continues to say we don't have great government, principally because we have good government. Few people attain great lives, in large part because it is just so easy to settle for a good life. So good can become the enemy of great. From time to time when I speak to our staff at church, I always tell them, guys, we have not arrived. I always challenge them that the minute people start telling you how good you are, that's the time for you to be more conscious and to challenge yourself to grow because you can settle at that level simply because you are told you are good. 
in most cases, people who are doing very well, when they hear somebody tell them that they are good, somewhere they are also hearing that it's time for me to, to camp here because I'm doing very well. So when somebody tells you you are good, part of you must say it's time to grow. It's time to challenge myself. And I'm going to pull it out of scripture just so that we can grasp this concept. I pray that we do so this morning. And the trick here is that, of course, we need to start by being good. But unfortunately, all of us must strive to be great at some point. So God wants us to work and do great exploits. It does, it does not just want us to be good. And I mean, this translation is so offensive. It says the people who are good actually in most cases are the ones who do not obey God. <laughs> That's why at some point you will remember there's a man who came to Jesus and said, good master. And Jesus said, why do you call me good? <laughs> because you are in danger when you are just going to, because most of what you are told, when people tell you that you are good, I can challenge you now and tell you that 80% of them don't mean it. It's flattery. And sometimes this becomes such a paradox, something to that effect. That in most cases as parents, we are told to encourage our children by always telling them that they are doing well. Even when they are not. And I'm, I struggle all the time because I'm not that kind of a parent who will tell you you are doing well when you are not doing well. I will commend you when I see that you are doing good, but I'll always challenge you to do better. Hey, Kunzimagon, Koto Sajelo, Kuzibaba, encouraging Abantuan, but when you, you know, and I always tell this story of how, I'm sure we all know, or many of us know, Sarah Jakes. Well, he's now Jakes Roberts or Robert Jakes or, you know, the, that gang that combines the names. It's confusing. Like someone I know. She wrote a book, um, I think about a year or two ago. I'm just trying to remember the title of the book. And she is Bishop Jakes's daughter. And Bishop Jakes, just before the release, went through the book. Of course, I think he wrote the foreword as well, read the book, and then called her. Didn't find her on the phone just to leave his comments on the book, about the book. Okay. So later on, Sarah gets to her phone, listens to, okay, sees daddy was trying to call me. And 
gets a voice message. After listening to the voice message, she starts crying. Not because the comments were negative, but because the comments were good. And her response to that, she says, I was crying because I knew that my dad is not saying this because I'm her daughter. Because she, I mean, he is one person who does not settle for average. That when you are not performing at your best, he will tell you. So it was easy for her to believe those comments because she knows Ugoti Ubabuake will not flatter her with just words just because you are my daughter. And so, what a powerful book. <laughs> Only to find that it's garbage. Somebody once said, you can never negotiate the price of greatness. If you want to be great in life, there's a price to pay. Greatness is not for people who are not willing to pay the price. In the body of Christ, I see many people who want to be great. They're praying that they may be great, but they are not willing to, pray, to pay the price. You see, the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. And God is going to pull things out of you when he wants to make you great or when he wants you to do great exploits in life. So if you don't want to pay the price, forget about greatness. If you don't want to be great in business, if you don't want to pay the, the, the price, forget about being great in business. Forget about being great in ministry. Forget there is, there is always a big price to pay sacrifice this democracy that well it was supposed to be democracy i don't know what it is today this democracy that we are enjoying today or enjoying between the two <laughs> there were great sacrifices that were made people spent time in jail some people died because we wanted to have a great country this gospel that we are preaching today, which is a great gospel, by the way, great salvation, that's what the Bible says about it. Jesus had to pay a price with his own, own life on the cross. There were many missionaries that came to Africa to preach this gospel. Forsook their families wherever they were coming from. Left their countries, the comfort of their homes. To come to Africa, some of them died here. Never even got a chance to go back home to be buried properly. Because they understood for this great message to go across. So when the Bible says, go ye therefore into all the world to preach the gospel, we need to understand there's going to be a price to pay. There's going to be a price to pay. If you want to be great in business, there's a price to pay. And if you... If you are interested in negotiating that price, forget about greatness. Forget about it. You, 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 there's a price to pay. If you want to become a great parent, there's a price to pay. If you want to become a great husband or great wife, there's a price to pay. You can't be a great husband or spouse, you know, if, if you are not going to sacrifice other things in this life. <laughs> 
Because if I was Bishop Musa, I was going to say, because only, only, only Pastor G and and Pastor T understand what I'm saying. And if you are not going to pay the price of putting on a, the war trap, the war Amahanis, yes. Amahanis, Jesus. It comes from Hannes. Okay. If you're not willing to put those, you can never be a great husband or a great wife. We said there are different spheres of greatness. The first one that we explored was the sphere of people. The second one, it was the sphere of kingdoms. But there is this sphere of works. People want to do well in life. We compete in that space because every person wants to be great. And of course, there are great people out there because of the great works that they have performed. There are great kingdoms out there simply because there are great people in those kingdoms who are performing great works. Are we together? There are certain kingdoms that we will only know because of the great people who have done great things in those kingdoms. Are we here, Bazalan? Great inventions all over. I mean, we know of many people today, Steve Jobs. I mean, they, have, they came up with great innovations, you know, and inventions in life. Because if you are going to come up with a great concept, or you are going to embark on a great project and work on it, until it is fulfilled, of course, your name is going to be great. And the kingdom you represent is going to be great. And here's the thing. Many people out there who want to do well, who are doing great exploits, is, is not so much so that God can be glorified or God's greatness can be displayed. Everyone wants to build a name for themselves. Everyone wants to be known, you know. They want to leave a legacy of their name. I'm, I'm reminded of the story in the book of Genesis chapter number 11 from verse 4. I'm sure you will remember this. These were the people who embarked on a, on a project of building a tower. The Bible says, and they said, come and let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Listen, it says, let us make a name for ourselves. So they wanted to build this great city, not because they wanted God to be glorified, but they wanted to build a name for themselves. And all of us in this life, under the sun, all of us are busy with something. All of us, we want to be connected. We want to meet somebody. We want to do great things. Why? We want to build a name for ourselves. The Living Translation puts it this way. It says, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered from all over the world because all of us, we want to be famous, right? All of us, we want to be known all over. All of us, we want people to talk about us. And of course, God wants us to be great. God, of course, God wants uh, to give us even great names. The Bible says a good name is better than silver and gold. But no matter how great we can be or how much great works we can do, 
God must always take the center stage. He must always be greater than our works. He must always be greater than our names. He must always be greater. We must not attempt to seek greatness or to attain greatness, Bazalwane, at the expense of God's glory. We must not try to get God out of the equation simply because and many of us, we start off small and we build a relationship with God and we pray to God that He may bless us. We want Him to favor us. We want Him to give us resources. But as soon as He makes us great, we want to remove Him from the equation. We want our greatness to show forth. That's why Jeremiah the prophet in, in, in chapter 45 and verse 5, he says, and do you seek great things for yourself? He says, do not seek them. For behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord. So in other words, God will be your opponent as his child once you want to seek greatness for yourself. God will oppose just like he did with the tower. The Bible says those people were one. They were united. God realized, hey, nothing is going to stop these people. God himself had to step in. And confuse them by dividing their language. Because anything that seeks to attain a name for itself and remove God. The Bible says only God deserves the glory. He says I will not share my glory with any other person. So anything great that happens under the sun must point towards God. I want to close in just a moment. So our God is the God who does great things. The Bible tells us that he has always done great things. In the book of Genesis, I love this account, you know, when God begins to create, uh, Pastor G was talking about there was darkness and so forth and so on. God said, let there be light and, and take note how God did not stop until he attained greatness. At the first level of creating, God says everything, day number one, he looks at everything that he has, he has created. He says, it was good. Go back to the book of Genesis, you will see. And then second day comes, he creates whatever that he creates. He sits down, he looks at it, he says, it was good. But God was not going to stop at the level of being good. He wanted something even more good than that. Because the Bible says after he created man, after six days, he looks at everything that he has created. And then the Bible says, he said, it was very good. So that was another level. So in other words, as a child of God, don't stop until there's something very good there's something greater because even at the level where you are there's another level that is better than the level that you have already attained if you are playing those drums make sure that you reach another level tell yourself there's somebody out there who is playing better than me I better rehearse this thing until I become better and better and even when you reach that level of greatness just tell yourself there's always another level it was Bishop Oyedebo who said there is always another level on top and I am interested if I am a leader my desire needs to be how can I become a better leader tomorrow if I am a husband I need to challenge myself how can I become a better a better husband tomorrow a better husband next week and somebody once said what got you here will not get you there so if you want to be better you better tell yourself if I continue doing the same things that I've been always doing all the time I will never get to the next level so I, I need to ask myself at the level where I am what is it that I will have to do to get to the next one If you are a singer, you are rehearsing 30 seconds a day. 
You better understand yourself. You know, you better check. Do you want to be greater? And if you want to be greater, how can you add more 30 seconds and begin and begin to rehearse at least a minute a day? And once you, once you master that one minute and tell yourself, you know, how can I take it to five minutes and tell yourself, I mean, how many, many of us, we walked in, you know, at Grace on Friday thinking, hey, I'm used to praying for five minutes. Now we are supposed to pray for 12 hours. Jeez. And some of us, yes, of course, we are used to praying, but... But not in that way. I mean, you pray, you sit down, you stand up, you kneel down, you, you, you walk around, you, you, you say, but I need to, I need to, I need to at least beat my previous level and dimension that I have reached. And that's, that is how you, le- you reach another level of being great. How, what is it that I need to change in my daily routines for me to get to another level? Because if I can just settle for this good life that I am living, I can never be great. And many people talk about being great. <laughs> many people talk about being great. Many people desire to be great. Many people desire, but your desire is not good enough. Something must give in. Something must change. You must be willing to be stretched beyond your limits, beyond what your body can take. I love it when LeBron James says, tired is the state of mind. If there's Elon Musk who sometimes sleeps for two hours, for the whole week straight, I'm thinking I'm playing. Do you want to be great? There's a price to pay. Sometimes tell people, you know, and I'm so glad for growth. You know, I'm so happy that I'm over 40, Pastor G. Like, it's a blessing. I'm turning 45 next year that I can refer to other pastors as younger pastors. Because now there are those who are younger who come to me and be like, hey, how do you do this thing? And sometimes I wish that I can bring them into my world just to show them my daily routine. But my mornings sometimes start at two. Study, write, pray, and at seven, I'm a father who must drop off kids at school. And come back and still go to the office because the fact that I'm a man of God does not mean I don't go to the office. And come back from there and be a husband. And still be productive. And then people say they don't have time. I'm like, forget about being great. You don't have time. You make time. You make time. All of us have 24 hours. The fact that Elon Musk has the same 24 hours that you have. Petrus Mutsipe has the same 24 hours that you have. Barack Obama has the same 24 hours. The man was, Barack Obama was running the whole United States of America and some of the other countries who do not know that he was their president. 
Yeah. Yeah. Same 24 hours having to make critical decisions like killing Osama bin Laden while we are sleeping. If I was my spiritual father who passed on, I was going to say, you know? <laughs> Barack Obama was deciding to kill somebody. Yes. He was deciding to kill somebody. Are we together? Let me close. So God does great things. He says, I will I will, I will, I will dwell until this becomes very good. Psalm 71 verse 19, it says, Also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you. Not only has he done great things, but he still does great things even today. Job chapter number 5 verse 9. Who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Chapter 9 verse 10. Who, he says he does great things past finding out. Yes, wonders without number. And in chapter 37 verse 5, he says God thunders marvelously with his voice. He does great things which we cannot comprehend. So God did not just stop doing great things in the beginning when he was creating even today God wants to do great things even through our lives he still wants to continue doing great things so God even does those great things when he does great things he does not just do them for the sake of doing them we benefit from God's great things anything that he does which is great it's for a purpose and we are the great beneficiaries of those great works Judges 2 verse 7, it says, so the, so the people served the Lord all days of Joshua. It says, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel, which he had done for Israel. So any great thing that God does, he does it for his people. He's, he's not just doing it just so that it can be done and so that we can say, wow, what a great God. Psalm 126 verse 2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said amongst the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. And it is my prayer that even as God displays his greatness, may you benefit from the greatness of God. May you be the beneficiary of the greatness of the Lord. May God continue to do great things for you in your life. But God's greatest work that he has ever performed under the sun, it was to send his son Jesus Christ to come and to save us from all of our sins. The Bible speaks about how the salvation that we have received from God, it is the greatest salvation. So I, I, I know many of us, we desire to be great in life. We desire to do great works in life. And, and we desire, you know, to be seen by many people that, you know what, I've done this. I, you know, I, I, am, I am imagining that if I am Steve Jobs, I want to leave a product called Apple that is going to revolutionize how we communicate, how we even operate within the space of IT. Uh, you know, if, if, if I am Elon Musk, I want to, you know, you know revolutionize the space of cars and transport and all of those things i mean that that man sometimes i think he's not human i'm thinking he's just an alien that comes from somewhere it's just that he bleeds just like us but somewhere in here there's something that is and i love how he put us in our place as south africans when he became the richest man in the whole world we said oh he's from south africa he said i am a, a, we said he's he's south african he said no 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 
I am an American who was born in South Africa. Just so that you can not confuse matters. Because it's like renaming. I'm a politician of renaming. We did not build that building. We want, instead of building our own things and then naming them, we want to ride on someone else's works. South Africa, work your own thing. Build your own roads and name them after your, your politicians. Build your own buildings and now it's the legacy of apartheid. Of course it is. At least destroy it again. I don't like this renaming business. It causes us to be lazy. You know, we are going to clap hands and celebrate and say, wow. Chief Albert Lutuli building, but it was never built by us. <laughs> And all of us, we want to do all of those great things. But Jesus shows up and God gives him an assignment. He says, you are going to be born of a virgin, he says. And he says, you are going to save my people from their sins. And the Bible calls it a great salvation. Now, Bazalwane, we need to understand that. And like Solomon, we need to confront ourselves with this question. That even as we want to be great, even as we want to do great works under the sun so that we can be recognized, so that we can have, you know, good names and leave a legacy for our children. Because I do believe that even though I said, as I started, Bazolani, God wants to be greater than any other thing that we can be able to do. But at the same time, he makes you to be great. Just like how he said to Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. Why? So that you can leave a legacy. Because, you know, as, as parents, here's the responsibility we have. You might not leave your children money, but leave them a good name. So that they, there's going to be places that when they knock, at, at the mention of your name, they are going to be given audience. They are going to be given, you know, opportunity. Somebody's going to sit down and listen to you. Somebody must say, I, I might not know you, but I know your father. I might not know you, but I know your mother. Not this legacy of leaving our children dead and hatred. In such a way that when they are in trouble, they cannot even run to the neighbors and ask for help. Why? Because you did not leave a good name for them. I mean, there's no place in any, in any office today when somebody walks in and says, I am Jacob Mandela. You are not, you are going to stop. Even if you are, you are about to interview, the first question you are going to ask, how are you related? Because you want to make sure that you treat this one differently because of the same name. File exchange it, I don't want to lie to you. Like, So, what kind of nonsense is that one? So, are you expecting me to pass on that to my children? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So we need to revisit later as we need to sit down and process them. And we keep on confessing over our generations. And that's why some of, I mean, if I can dig deep into my, my, you will be shocked. Because, hey, 
ukuthi asisima ndebele la so mina ngumdebele bengizozimangizisho so you some of the things i'm going to say you know, but it's horrible things because there, there was an uncle of mine who used to beat up his wife makata zithakazelela mina ngingusongudu swandle angidelela why because isithakazelo city this is how you behave when you are msipa that's not a good name that's not a good name so no jinji fayele simhlole eh foka magwaza sihlole ukuthi isho ukuthini yonke le yanti eshiwoyo lapha isho ukuthini yini so that we can disconnect from that but 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 take note because when Jesus then comes he 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 gives us this great thing that can be greater than any other work that has been performed under the sun take note basalone then the very same jesus when he leaves he says i have done great works under the sun i came i preached i healed the sick i raised the dead but he then says to his disciples greater works than these shall you do in other words he leaves us with the greatest assignment now take note before before maybe you 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 think i'm just sounding too theological for you here's a man by the name of solomon this is um, and and um, now this time i know batabafundisi they have many closing but this is my final one now now now, now solomon comes <laughs> solomon comes and i i need i need us to understand who am i talking about here this is a man who has lived life This is a man who had everything the richest man under the sun this is a man who was a king this is a man who had money this is a man who had i mean i mean bakona omseleku but i mean kukhona usolomon madoda ay 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 you know solomon i mean the bible tells us how he had a thousand women more than a thousand women around him in other words even if he decided to see one per day he will see them for the second time after maybe three years to come back and say by the way what's your name <laughs> a solomon for you solomon is the kind of a man that makpegwa ekhaya fanele kuphume umhlambi weinkomo ozohlatshwa just so that everyone can be fed i'm talking about that kind of a person the bible says about him he made gold to be popular it was like stones in his kingdom that's how rich he was this man he was loaded but 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 he begins you know as a young man who was you know inebriated by love in the songs of solomon usadakwe intombi he's looking at women and he's he's admiring them but in the book of proverbs again then he becomes much more wiser as as a king he he begins to give us principles of life that he has learned but in the book of ecclesiastes as a matured adult he looks at life from another perspective he says i've seen men under the sun it's he says i've seen people working each and every day you know competing to be great he says he says i've seen people gathering money and wealth and all of that just so that they can die but he then asked himself this one question what was it all for what was it all for and then he concludes at least kubeba ku umuntu ohluphekile bengizothi he was dying a bitter death but this was a man who had everything but his conclusion is it is vanity of vanities 
It is vanity of vanities. And why? Why is it vanity of vanities? Because it is not aimed at redeeming the soul of man. In other words, you gather all of these riches just so that you can have them and just die one day and never take them with to the grave. You just harbor them. You just grow them. You just gather them. And the Bible says just so that another man can come and squander them. What was it for? That's why then Jesus comes and says, you need to learn to invest. What does he mean? In other words, when God is making me great, when God is opening up doors in the business world, when God is, is anointing me to have a, a flourishing career, I need to understand it has to be linked to a much more bigger and greater purpose than just me, than just my family. In other words, I'm not making money just so that my children can go to school. That is not prosperity in God's terms. I'm not raising money just so that I can drive a better car than my neighbor. But I, God is giving me wealth and money just so that his kingdom can be expanded. Just so that more souls can be saved. That is an eternal purpose. All of these great works under the sun. So in other words, God does not want to make you great just so that you can be admired. That you are a great person. But God wants to make you great so that his kingdom can be greater. God wants to make you great so that people can access this greater salvation. God wants to anoint you and raise you up. Just so that when people are gathering around you and admire your greatness, you are going to point them to the cross. You are going to tell them that there is a Jesus who came and found me with nothing and redeemed me and blessed me and changed my life. So in other words, when young people come and say to me, what, of, what kind of a great man are you? You are a great father to your children. You are a great husband to your wife. I'm not going to take that glory and point it towards me. I'm going to tell them that there is another greater purpose and a greater work that was done. In other words, if I was not saved, my brother, my sister, I'm not going to lie to you. Probably I was going to be like one of them. Probably I was going to be a bad boy. Probably I was going to be a bad parent. But because Jesus came, that's why I am who I am today. And the greater works that we are called to do, to proclaim, must all point to Jesus. They must all point to his kingdom. That when people come, that's why when Jesus, that man came and said to him, good master. He said, why do you call me good? Remember, this is the same Jesus in John chapter number 10. Who said, I am the good shepherd. But when he realized that people are focusing too much on how good I am. He says, there's only one who is good. My father in heaven. In other words, he was pointing his greatness to the Father. May we become that kind of a generation that no matter how rich I can be, I'm not going to think that it is all because of me. Remember, Deuteronomy chapter number 8 says, you, you must remember the Lord your God, that it is he who gives you power to generate wealth. May you, when you become that multimillionaire, remember that I did not attain this with my own strength and power. May you remember to point everyone back to God, back to Jesus. May you tell them about 
the greater salvation. When they desire your wealth, tell them there is a greater purpose. When they desire your car, tell them there is a greater purpose. I am reminded of how even the disciples, after they were sent by Jesus, they were casting out demons and demons were responding to them and they came back celebrating. They said, Jesus, even Jesus says to them, don't be excited about that. He says, I saw Satan fall from the sky. He says, celebrate that your names are written in heaven. in Ferrari, compared to the greater plan and the purpose of salvation. Mention. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have all of those things. But today as Christians, we, will, we would rather compromise this great salvation simply because we are after, we are after these tangible things. Listen, God does not have a problem with you having things. He has a problem with things having you. When things are going to move you away from him, that's when the problem begins. That's when the problem begins. Remember, your car is not who you are. Your house is not who you are. When we get to heaven, God is not going to ask you, how many cars did you own? How many houses did you build? But it is only going to be by redemption. Is your soul saved? Are you cleansed with the blood of Jesus? Because Solomon. In the last chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, he says, And this is the man who had everything. Greater than Elon Musk. Greater than Steve Jobs. Greater he was a king. I mean, when he showed up, everybody bowed down. But he says, all was vanity of vanities. Easily, he says. That's what he calls it. Today we are so obsessed, even as Christians, to think that the greater works that we have done, the great career that you have, the great business that you have, must now become greater than God. No. God wants you to be great, but anything and everything that you are going to produce cannot. It remains. That's why God says, we now begin to even worship the works of our hands. That's when your business dictates when can you pray? When can you give? When can you go to church? When can you read your Bible? That's when your career dictates when can you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit? That's when the works of your hands have become your God. The money that God gives us, it becomes our little mini God. We think idolatry is when no, even the very things that we produce with our hands. That you are great. You know what now? You, you, you cannot serve a church now, now even Lucifer himself, that when God anointed him 
to be that anointed cherub to worship at the highest level. I mean, no one had access into the presence of God like Lucifer. And he saw how great he was. I mean, he was music personified. Lucifer, when he moved, he did not even have to open his mouth. Calls will come out of his movement. Notes will come out of his movement. That's how great he was. And then all of a sudden, he came after God's glory. He said, I will make myself great. He said, I, I. And what happened? God reminded him that you are not as great. I made you. He kicks him out of heaven. With a third of angels. Gone. Just like that. Just to remind. You see, that's why God says, humble yourself. Because you don't want to be humbled by God. That's why he asks you. It is Tobewena. Remind yourself, I'm, I'm great, but I'm not greater than God. I'm, I'm great, but I'm not. Maybe, maybe I have money, but I, I, I'm not greater than God. And, and if I'm not greater than God, surely I'm not greater than his people. That's why then I need to learn to honor and respect other people just because they're made in the image and the likeness of God. No matter how great I can be. I must humble myself, myself, do, make it my own project, every day as you wake up and say, Jacob, tone it down. He says, humble yourself by the side of the Lord and he will lift you up. Because every day was can be taken. So you are always humbled. You see, that's why I love prayer. And that's why I love that when you pray, you go down sometimes on your knees. Asking God. The psalmist says, uphold me in your paths. So that I will not sleep and fall. There's no guarantee you will walk the way you are walking forever. You, you need God's hand to uphold you. You need him to keep you balanced. You, you need him. That, because I know sometimes in life, but I know that when I lean on you, when I depend on you, that's why in the book of Proverbs, the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Because this life is too long. Today you can be up there. Tomorrow that person pants. God help us. I'm going to be great. You are going to be great, but not greater than God. Let's stand on our feet. Let's just lift up our hands and, and just ask God to help us this morning. I don't want this to be just another sermon, but let's go to God as individuals and ask him. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.